everyone, and welcome in once again to another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Insight Credit Union. I'm your host, Ricky Hazel, and I'm joined today by a four-year member of the Stetson Women's Lacrosse team, Sarah Trupp. Sarah, welcome in. Hi, thank you for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, back in Long Island, uh, you've been weathering the storm. How are things there, and, and how has the time uh, in sequester in Long Island been? Well, we're finally getting better. It's been quite the turnaround. Um, when I left Florida, no one could believe that I was going back to New York or why I was going back. Um, <laughs> and that. now it's been the complete opposite. We're flipped around. We're doing better. Um, I hope you guys hit a turnaround soon and hopefully things get back to normal for you guys as well. Bright Waters, New York, Long Island. Tell me a little bit about your hometown. Yeah. Um, so I grew up on the South shore of Long Island. Um, everyone plays lacrosse. Everyone loves lacrosse on Long Island. So it's a bit of a hotbed. Um, and I was just in like sports all my life. Um, I actually made the switch to lacrosse a little bit later. I spent most of my years in high school as a competitive gymnast and then kind of did a 360 to lacrosse. I entered a club team kind of late in the game. So I was a little bit late to recruiting and ended up finding a great spot at Stetson. Now you played field hockey and were also on track team, right? Yep. So I did field hockey in the fall in high school and I ran winter track as well. So gymnastics, why did you decide to make the change away from gymnastics? Uh, I think it was a little bit of a, just getting burnt out. It's a really competitive, a really hard sport on your body. And I think once I got to high school, I realized that I didn't want to finish out high school and then another four years and I knew I wanted to play collegiate sports. So from friends and just lacrosse, having all these connections on Long Island, I decided that was the switch I was going to make. And my older sister had played in college. So obviously, as you said, lacrosse is a, is a big deal in uh, New York and in the Northeast. How do you wind up choosing to come to Florida where lacrosse is a new sport and not a lot of people know much about it? Mm -hmm. Well, so I was a little bit late to the game and that's how I ended up finding Stetson. I had never heard of it actually. Um, it was my mom who said, Oh my God, I looked this school up. It's beautiful. They've got some great academics. So I went down and I kind of just fell in love with it. And I did love this idea of going to a young program and really being able to build something and having an immediate impact when I came in as a freshman. So that was really what appealed to me. So four-year starter, you started 56 of your 57 games. Um, you jumped right in and obviously earned a spot on the team. What was it like to get out there and play as a true freshman? I mean, it was really exciting for me. I think I felt so much support from my coaches and my teammates. Immediately when I stepped on the field, um, older defender, so I played defense, which also put me in a better position than someone who's in a midfielder attack position where there's just traditionally more people. So I think from the very beginning, people kind of spotted me and told me that I was going to have an impact and I was going to be on the field, so I need to step up and play. And I think very early on, they also encouraged me to be a leader on the field, which is something you don't always feel from upperclassmen. It's kind of a something you earn putting in your time. But I think immediately I felt that respect and always felt so much encouragement for my coaches. Now you mentioned wanting to have an impact on a new program. First in career turnovers caused, second in career ground balls, third in career draw control. I'd say that's having an impact. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean – it was nice coming from Long Island. I definitely play a bit more aggressively. Um, so I had a little bit of trouble with those Florida reps, but I think with some coaching and some guidance, 
I got it under control in a way that I was effective and not getting calls constantly. Now, what, but it was definitely a learning process. So the few games I was able to see because I'm, I work other sports in the spring, the draw control seems to be maybe the most important aspect of the game because if you get the ball, the only way you can score is have the ball and, and controlling that draw is important. Uh, how did you have success doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, I was never in a position where I was a draw taker. That's usually reserved for someone that's a bit taller, um, really strong, good at directing the ball or getting it above their head and grabbing it. So I was someone they put on the circle and really my job was just to be as gritty as possible, box out the girl next to me, get in front of the ball. So that was really what I did. And my MO was really getting the ball on the ground and being able to chase after it. So I think with a couple of draw takers, we would work out a system when, where they would fling it well above my head and the girl next to me because I was never someone that was going to have a height advantage right. and I would just be able to run onto the ball. So it was really about being as fast off the line as possible. Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together. So you were one of five seniors this year on the Stetson team. You only got to play five games. Opened with a great win over Oregon and then four consecutive road games with two really tough losses, and then the season's over. And for you five, you know, that means the career's over unless you decide you want to come back for another year. What were the emotions and what was it like to to kind of have the rug yanked out from under you? I mean, it's hard to put it into words. I think we were such at a pivotal point in our season where we had just gotten back from our four road games. We had a great win under our belt, and we knew what we were capable of that season. And we were about to start conference play at home. We were all so excited. Um, we had Kennesaw coming up, which is always a great game for us. We wanted some revenge from last year. And I think we were really ready to turn the season back in the direction that we knew we were going in. So, I mean, it was just, it was so abrupt. It was, yeah. you know, there was talk of, I remember being at practice and we talked about school possibly going online. And my coach was like, there's no way that's going to happen. You guys are crazy. We had two home games that weekend and we had a bunch of parents flying in. And my mom ended up being one of the only ones to cancel her flight. And I remember my coach was, she was shocked. She was like, I can't believe she didn't come. These games are going to happen. And then it was just slowly. And I think the most heartbreaking thing was seeing other conferences cancel their season Mm -hmm. and just kind of being like these waiting ducks. So we saw, you know, the Ivy canceled, the Mac canceled, and the Patriot League, and we just knew it was coming, and it's just something that was out of your control. And, you know, first our one game got canceled, but that was kind of expected. We had a team from Long Island coming up, and that was already kind of a hot spot. We thought we were possibly going to get our Kennesaw game in on that Sunday and going to make it try and scramble it into some sort of senior game. And then to not even get that was just so heartbreaking. And it was something that, you know, I didn't realize how hard it was going to hit until it did. And, you know, it was just an influx of emotions for that whole weekend. And then it was even weird to put into perspective because then our whole traditional college experience was changing. You know, most people were being sent home or choosing to go home. So it was just it was a lot of loss really quickly. Um, And then you are trying to put in perspective that, you know, it was a pandemic and that there was people getting really sick and 
who am I to be mourning my lacrosse career when there's people that are losing their lives? But it was just a lot all at once. But I will say I felt the utmost support from, you know, underclassmen on my team. Everyone was really respectful about knowing that it was hitting seniors hard enough or hardest. And same with the athletic department, my coaches. um, I felt overwhelming amount of support. So one of the things you were able to do as a result of the pandemic and everything, you're, you're a communications major and you were you took part in this uh, podcast series called COVID College. Tell me a little bit about how that came about. I know it was part of a class, but uh, I listened to the episode that you did with with uh, Suniva and uh, Robbie. Um, but tell us a little bit about that project and how that came about and how was there any catharsis involved with doing that? Yeah, so this was the last class part of my journalism minor. And there's about seven of us in the class and the whole class is dedicated to a group project that you're working on from the start of the semester. So we originally were gonna do something, you know, based on campus that was just gonna talk about some college experience, you know, some do's and don'ts, stuff you learn as a freshman. And then when the world changed, we decided to completely adapt and make a project that was really timely and was gonna pique the interest of people. So we completely changed it. We said, we're going to talk about this experience, you know, this once in a lifetime change that's happening to our college experience. And it was great because it was a group project, but we all got to take on a subject that we felt very closely to. So immediately I volunteered to do student athletes. I said, I have a great perspective. Um, I know what we're going through. And it was great to bring in Robbie Pito and Suniva from the volleyball team. We were all spring athletes, all going through the same thing. And it was really great to compare experiences and be able to talk through it. It was definitely cathartic. I could talk about, you know, how we felt gypped, how we had put in this work, where we were going, because we were all just, you know, really lost and heartbroken at it. And it was great to talk to some other athletes that felt just as passionately about me, about it as me. I know there were six episodes to the podcast series. The one you did with student athletes. There was one that focused on fre- the impact on freshmen, another on the impact on international students, uh, one on commuters, one on Greek life, and one on student workers. Um, and I listened to the episode on SoundCloud, but where can where can people find this to listen to? Because it's really engaging and really interesting uh, information. Yeah, we're really proud of what we were able to put together, especially working remotely and all separated. So if you go to Hatter Network and you go to special projects, which is like on the upper right under the tab, it's the first thing that comes up and you can listen to all the podcasts right there. They're attached with the SoundCloud link. And I encourage as many people to listen to it. And it's great that you've had me on this podcast. So hopefully more people can hear about it. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from it so far? I mean, well, the first initial feedback was from my professor who was just really proud that we were able to turn something around and, did something that we all felt really passionate about. He was really impressed at how it came out with working separately and being all from home. And from that, you know, just friends that I've had listened to it, they were all really impressed. The only thing I think if we were on campus, we maybe could have taken it a step up as far as editing wise, just using better equipment, sons of that nature. But everyone that I showed it to has been really impressed by it and enjoyed it. Geico offers a special discount on car insurance to Stetson alumni. 
Just visit Geico.com to get a free quote and select Stetson alum to see how much you can save. Don't drop the ball when it comes to saving money. Contact Geico today. You were senior communications. Uh, I know you were second team All-A Sun in 2019, which is a great honor. You were nominated this year by your coach for the Distinguished Senior Award and the Melching Leadership Award, which are great honors as well. You finished with a 4.0 grade point average in the spring, which is awesome. Congratulations. 3.655 cumulative. I assume you received your degree this uh, this spring, correct? So Yeah, I just received my diploma. So what's next? So that's a great question. I am back in New York. I've always wanted to work in media. I really toyed with the idea of a fifth year and it was kind of, it's one of the hardest decisions I've had to make because I feel so unfinished and I never got to finish that season that I had worked four years for, but I've just, I've always felt that I was on a four year track and I just, I do have loved Stetson. I love my teammates and my coaches, but I do really feel that it's time for me to move on and just either get back into the Northeast or see something different. So as of right now, um, I'm just working a summer job and probably going to apply for some corporate jobs in the city if New York City ever recovers. But um, for me, I think I am moving on from Stetson, but it's been a really hard decision. So you want to do PR or what do you want to do? Um, I'd like to actually work in TV production. Okay. So I'd like to work on like the editing creative side of that. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, good luck to you on that. Um, Thank you. The Corona College thing obviously was very good. And, uh, you know, the the conversation you had with Robbie and Suniva, and obviously I know Robbie really well uh, working with the baseball team, and I know he had multiple difficult decisions to make, whether to, you know, I know he graduated. Uh, he didn't have a great first year at Stetson, but he was off to a great start this year. Then he didn't get drafted. Then he, then he got an opportunity and signed with the Dodgers. And, you know, he's going to do great, but uh, I hate that I'm not going to get to see him play again next year. And then Suniva had a whole different – experience where she's going to be competing for a spot on on her her, uh, olympic team in norway so a lot of and i'm sure there are student athletes across the board seniors that that struggle with that decision do i come back and complete what what this journey i've been on or do i move on with life and that's got to be the most difficult thing you can even think of yeah and it was really interesting talking to both Robbie Pito and Suniva to see that their careers are just going to keep going and to see two athletes that I've known so well, take it to the next level. Um, you know, it gives me a lot of pride being at Stetson and I can't wait to watch what they do in the future. So let's talk a little bit more about you. Who was your role models growing up and, and uh, how did they uh, help you along your journey? Um, definitely my older sister. She had played lacrosse all growing up. Um, She's seven years older than me, so there's a big gap. So I would be at her high school games when I was in middle school and elementary school. And she went to a state school in New York, Geneseo, and I would we would drive up for games as much as we could. And she's just a really hard worker. Um, her and my mom are both really strong women that I've always had the chance to look up to, and I've learned a lot from them. Um, also, I think there was a girl, Alyssa Leonard from my hometown, she had played at Northwestern and she had actually, she was a softball player in high school. Her junior year made the switch to lacrosse and had this astounding career. And that was someone I really looked up to, especially when I was really lost in high school. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I 
thought I wanted to do this sports switch. I wasn't sure if it was even possible or if it was even worth a try. And she was someone I reached out to and she actually helped get me on one of the club teams on Long Island, which I played for Top Guns, which is a well-known program here, Mm -hmm. which, you know, she got me onto a team without trying out, which is unheard of. And she just really supported me and gave me a lot of guidance and said, no, switch it, do what you want to do, and you'll find a spot on a great team. So obviously, lacrosse is a new sport still in Florida. How much time did you have to spend explaining the sport to students and other people that you know, wanted to come support you but didn't understand what was going on? First thing that I noticed, yeah. first thing I noticed was every time somebody scored, they threw their stick down. I'm like, what are they, showboating? What's the deal? Yeah, no, it's a tricky one to explain. Um, People, you know, they love, they want a comparison to soccer. Um, So the easiest I try with that, I'm like, well, it's in the air, it's with sticks. An easier comparison is field hockey, but even field hockey, it's, it's a lot more fast paced than field hockey. There's even, I know women's across has a lot of rules, but there's even more in field hockey. Um, But it's tricky to explain to people. We actually had the opportunity we would do a bring a friend to practice day. And this is where we could bring in other athletes on teams or friends who had never picked up a lacrosse stick before and kind of just show them what we do and the basics of the sport. Mm-hmm. And it was always a great day because people had no idea how to throw it or catch a ball. And it was interesting being in Florida because I'm so used to everyone from home knowing all about lacrosse and being super into it. So now, your, team, your team had players from Massachusetts, Maryland, Vermont, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, all over the place. Obviously, there were some Florida kids, too. But how do you bring such diverse cultures and diverse areas, how do you bring those people together and, and create that bond that a team has to have? Yeah, well, it's great that we all come from different backgrounds. You're all different coaching styles. I think a lot of the girls from the Northeast, we have a little bit more similar play, but it really all depends on who you're coached by. And I think our close was very, our team was very close this year. We had a great sense of humor, just could really have fun on the field together. And I think that was the biggest change in what we saw in our Oregon game was that we were no longer just working so hard at practice and, you know, maybe just being exhausted or getting frustrated at times. We were really more of a bonded unit and we were constantly rooting for each other. And we had a much more competitive environment at practice, which, you know, drove us all to be our best. And I think that was the major change we saw this year. Want to stay up to date on all things happening in Hatter Nation? Follow us on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts at Stetson Hatters, your destination for in-game stats, student-athlete features, game promotions, and more. Follow at Stetson Hatters today. So what are some of the things you wish you had known when you first arrived at campus at Stetson? and first became a college athlete that you you, know, you had to learn along the way and it really wound up helping you improve along the way? Um, I mean, first thing I knew is that it goes by quicker than you think. Right. Um, and then I think some of my biggest learning experiences were when I stepped into a leadership role. I think, you know, I spent a little bit too much time trying to make everybody happy for sometimes. And I just, it was about really learning how to be that, you know, communicator between my teammates and coaches and, you know, when to step up to your coaches and when to kind of tell your team, this is just how it's going to go. So I think, you know, just learning how to be a leader and knowing that everyone responds to different coaching styles and different ways of motivating was something that was really a learning experience to me. 
Cause I was used to, especially as a gymnast, I just had a lot of really tough, intense coaches. And it was just about learning that, you know, not everyone's going to respond to that and that you need to reach out and get to that person in a different way to get them on the same page. So now that your college career is over and your, and your playing career is over, what are some of the highlights you're going to look back and you're going to remember for forever from your time at Stetson and from your time playing lacrosse here? I mean, definitely that Oregon game. I think, you know, I just remember when the buzzer went off and I could kind of look around at some of my close friends and seniors that we had worked for long years for to get a home season opener win. And it was just, you know, finally a feeling of relief that what we had worked for had come to fruition. And it was a moment that we were also proud of. And it was such a team win, a team win where we had so much fun. And um, so that's definitely a highlight. And I think besides that, it just, you know, all the trips we take. And that was something that talking to some alumni, they're like, that's mm-hmm. what you miss the most. You know, the bus trips, being in the hotel, having fun in the locker room, just all those memories. We also got in a great trip to California this nice. year, which was, we were really lucky to get in before everything no started. And it's just stuff like that, where you get to see a different part of the country and play lacrosse with some of your best friends is that I'll really miss. Obviously, to be a successful college student, not to mention student athletes, you've got to be highly motivated. So what are the things that motivated you and still motivate you as you as you move into professional life now? Yeah, I mean, I'm always someone that wants to be the hardest worker in the room and lead by example. So I think anything that I do, I like to fully put myself in. And that's why I'm never hypocritical. If I ever want to reach out and motivate the people around me, there's someone that I can look to and they know I'm giving a hundred percent. And that's why they want to, you know, either listen to me or help me. And I'm all about being coachable. I think that's something I've really learned as an athlete and in the job world. And as an intern is just absorbing information, asking questions and doing as much as you can to learn because there's always new things to learn. And that's what makes you a better person or better professional. I know you recently started a new job. Tell me what you're doing and, uh, and uh, where, where you think it's going to head. Um, right now I just picked back up a old summer job, but I've been applying for like some social media management positions. I'm hoping those work out. I did a lot of social media work for both of my internships. So it's something I feel really comfortable in. So ideally I would just love to work, land a job with a big company that, I feel really passionate about that has a great sense of community and, you know, we're somewhere I can feel like I'm on a team again. So you want to stay in the Northeast or does it matter? I think I want to stay in the Northeast. So you don't mind the cold. Is that what you're saying? Nope. <laughs> I mean, I do, but not, but, a, I don't mind no. it enough. So uh, I know most people who are motivated and, and are successful are big readers. What kind of, what books are you reading now and who are some of your favorite authors? I'm actually reading Pillars of the Earth right now, which is a giant take on, and it has two more in the series. So it's about a thousand page book. My mom had recommended it. It's um, it's set in the medieval times, which is not something I would usually pick up or pique my interest. But she said, no, just read a couple chapters and you're going to get into it, I swear. And now I'm fully into it. So hopefully by this summer, this book is finished and I can move on to the next one. Um. And some other offers, I mean, I loved, I recently read Know My Name, which was actually by the girl that, you know, faced the sexual assault charges from Brock Turner, the Stanford swimmer. Right. And it was just something that was so well-written and so engaging and just gave insight into her story. And she's also 
had some great comedic relief in there. And you just got to learn more about her as a person and not just as a victim. Morningstar Storage is a proud supporter of Stetson University Athletics. Morningstar offers the space you need, the way you want it, made easy with 24-7 access, a free rental truck, Bluetooth locks, month-to-month leasing, and much more. Stop by Morningstar Storage right behind the Chick-fil-A or visit MorningstarDeland.com for two months free storage when you mention Stetson. Go Hatters! So how do you like to spend your free time now? Not that you right not that you can go out and do anything, but how do you like to spend your free time? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, now the weather's great. So I like to be at the beach or doing any type of water sport when I have the chance. Um, just out on the boat with friends. But it's been really nice to be out of the house, you know, bike riding, running, trying to stay in shape and just doing anything where I can be outside in the sun. Obviously, on Long Island, you're near water all the time, but are there beaches or is it just boating, mostly boating? No, there's beaches. So um, I live like on a bay, but then once you cross over the bay, there's another small island and then it's the ocean. So for me, it's like a 15-minute ride to the ocean or a 15-minute boat ride. Very nice, very nice. So you spend a lot of time on the water. So who's the most famous person you've ever met and when and where did you do that? Most famous person I ever met. Oh, recently, um, I work on Fire Island, which is a barrier island off of Long Island. And um, Tina Fey actually has a house out there. So I've like walked past and said hello. I don't know if it counts as meeting her, but um, I've seen her quite a few times and she's someone that I actually really look up to. So oh, that's very good. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a few few quick hitters we'll run through real quick. Favorite breakfast cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Favorite cartoon character? Goofy. Favorite superhero? Batman. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Mm, Time travel? That would be mine. (laughs) Guilty pleasure? Uh, Reality TV. What's your favorite kind of cookie? Mm, Chocolate chip. Are you PC or Mac? Mac. Uh, where would you want to go for a dream vacation? Hmm. Maybe Bali. Good place. Uh, who was your celebrity crush on when you were 12? Leonardo DiCaprio. What are your favorite movies? Goodfellas. Um, I think that's just my top one right now. That's it. How about a Christmas movie? Oh, Miracle on 34th Street. Nice. Uh, what TV show or shows are you binging on right now? Guilty. When I first came home and was quarantined for a month, I powered through Game of Thrones. And now that one. I'm back to my summer job, I'm not watching too much TV now, but I am kind of a reality TV Bravo junkie. So anything that's on there. So Siesta Key, is that one of yours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your first concert? When and where? Oh, first concert, maybe a... Kygo concert, which was in at MSG in New York. Nice. Who or what are you listening to now? I am listening to a lot of Still Woozy. He's just a really chill band that I like to listen to a lot in the summer or at the beach. Where do you Where do you go when you need some time alone? Mm, the ocean. Uh, if you could be on a game show, what game show would you want to be on? 
What's the one where they used to open the briefcases and they had money in it? Oh yeah, that's a. Uh, I don't think it's Howie, on anymore. Howie Mandel. It's a. Uh, God, I don't even remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> that one. That one. <laughs> what's uh, What's your favorite place to go to dinner? Obviously, in New York, you got lots of options. Yeah, probably somewhere Italian. That's a good good choice there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your go to karaoke song? Hmm. Beautiful Crazy. Okay. Why is that? Because me and my friends listen to it for a full semester, and I know every word by heart. Uh, Instagram or TikTok? Have you even done TikTok yet? I Yeah, I like TikTok. I guess still Instagram, but I do enjoy TikTok. <laughs> Name three people living or dead you'd want to go to dinner with. Um, Bob Marley. Um, Obama and Joan Rivers. Interesting, interesting group. So let's wrap up and and give me give me a summary of what are your memories of Stetson going to be? What are your, what are you, uh, and you know what what are your takeaways from your time in the land? My takeaways from time in the land is that. Um, just being at a small school where you feel like you're such a part of a close knit community and especially in athletics where I felt like I had the support of all these different teammates, you know, beyond just my close knit team is just, you know, choose a small school. I think it was something that I was very nervous about doing and, you know, saying the name Stetson in New York, not people know what it is, but I mean, I'm happy to, um, I want to put Stetson on the map and I want more people to know about it and be able to enjoy it. That's awesome. Well, we, you know, I hate that you're not coming back to, to play one more year, but I know you're going to have great success as you move forward. And I really appreciate you taking some time to spend with me today on Hatter Chatter, the podcast. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure.